You are listening to the Mom and Dad Podcast. A podcast about balance, growth, and navigating through your 20s and 30s. If we're talking about change and we're talking about progression, like things are going to change. Mm -hmm. And Tony Robbins says this, like things will change. The weather will change. Our bodies will change. Um, Relationships will change. You know, like things are always going to change. But whether they're progressing or not, is what's going to bring us happiness. Yeah. Welcome back to the Mom and Dad Podcast. Back at it. You probably feel like you're listening to an episode you've ever already heard because we always say, welcome back to the Mom and Dad Podcast. Maybe that could be like our calling card. Yeah, I think that will be. Okay, it's official. So you are listening to a different episode. (laughs) But welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. So today, just a little recap, we are talking about New Year's resolutions. Um, We hit on some mindsets that you should be in when approaching New Year's resolutions. We talk about some ways to go about creating New Year's resolutions, Mm -hmm. whether that's your thing or not. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. And even if you decide at the end of this not to make a New Year's resolution, I think it will give you... We failed. No, no. <laughs> okay. I think it'll give them some ideas for the reasons maybe why we do the things that we do, or maybe the little building blocks that over time create bad habits or that create the way that, you know, our identities. So I think, I think we talk a lot about identity in this in, in a way that I think will be helpful, even if you choose not to make a new year's resolution yeah and today we are in a different environment we are we are actually currently in our bedroom recording this podcast not in our basement because our basement is currently a toxic hot box of fumes i'm working on a christmas present (laughs) that is not going very well and I've tried several different approaches, and I had to resort to extremely toxic measures. So I have no idea what it is. Today is New Year's Day, but when we're recording this, it's a couple weeks. It's a week before Christmas. Yeah. And I have no idea what it is. All I know, all I he- know are what my senses are giving to me. So I smell things, yep. and I hear things. I hear banging. <laughs> But I have no idea what this thing is. And the thing, this is not the first time. And it's so nice of Justin to do this for me. It's very nice. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Trash me. <laughs> we laugh about it. <laughs> this is not, this isn't a toxic thing in our relationship, no. I don't think. But this isn't the first time Justin has made something for me um, f- as a gift. Uh, was it for my birthday or was it for Christmas? The table. Christmas. I don't remember. So, yeah, it was a birthday or Christmas or something. And um, Justin <laughs> locked himself in in our last house in the bathroom for hours. He was working on this project for me. And it was a lap table for my laptop. And it had, like, Velcro for my hard drive to stick on. And it was very, very thoughtful. Um, but when it comes to making things, well, just choose things that are 
that I have no prior experience. <laughs> and historically, I have not been very good about preparation. So I just tend to on a kind of jump in. I'll have really great ideas, and I find that it's best to just start. But then I get into it a day or two, and I realize that <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And, and that just leads to a lot of trial and error when I probably could have saved myself. But I, in my defense, this time, I did a ton of pre-start research, which has availed me nothing. I have not. It's been the exact same outcome. I've tried. I've resorted to the toxic fumes. Prior to that, it was a lot of scraping and sanding. So I'll just be very ominous to you. Like I don't explain any. Obviously, you don't know what it is, but it's it's been very difficult. And some some products that I thought would the job done have failed me miserably, even though they were recommended in the copious amounts of YouTube videos that I watched. But I persevere. Yeah, so that is why we are in our bedroom tonight. <laughs> because we literally cannot go into any other part of the house because the house smells like toxic. Well, especially the basement. Especially the basement. Which is where we record. Yeah. Yeah, I have not been able to go down there for days because he's been working on this thing. So I'm excited to figure out what it is. The surprise is, is um, it's going to be great. Well, here's the thing. We leave for Oregon on a flight tomorrow evening. And so I have to finish it tonight. And it is currently 9.51 p.m. Do you, though? You can finish it when we get back. But, yeah, I could. But that's, I don't know. I just kind of want the... It's like a Christmas after Christmas. Yeah, but I, I feel like if I put it off until after Christmas, who knows when I'll get it done. Okay. We are we are just recording here in our bedroom, and I kind of like it. I am laying here in a pile of pillows. Yep, kind of love your pillows. Got my feet raised. <laughs> I am zen. We might end up doing this from now on. <laughs> we probably will, just because I'm so comfortable. Yeah, so we hope you guys like today's episode. <laughs> on that note... Let's, Let's get, get into, into it. it. So about New Year's resolutions, mm -hmm. it's almost 2021, mm -hmm. which we are all excited about. And by the time this airs, it will be 2021. Will it be the day of? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So happy 2021. Yeah. <laughs> it's We're, a new year. 2020 is officially behind us. Yeah, I think it's funny how people, like, they want the year to be over, which is very optimistic and great, but they think, like, oh, January 1st, like, the world is just going to be a completely different place, and it's like, we're still going to be living in the same place, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm just being a, what's, pessimist? Pessimist? <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know, I think there's something to be said for a reset. And it's like a mental, we feel like it's a new year. Yeah. So things should be different. But why can't we do that? Like if this year just sucks so bad, why can't we do that like tomorrow? Yeah. Or today? Yeah. I mean, when I was, when I was selling door to door, 
I frequently would have the the thought if the day wasn't going well, I would just be like, it's not a good day. I'll just chalk it up to a bad day and start fresh tomorrow. But I had to train myself to say, no, today can still be a good day. Like I can make today good. Um, and so focusing on just like battling through it, I think that was a good skill to develop. Yeah. Which, I don't know, probably applies to years as well. Like I remember at the beginning of 2020, we watched that that realtor guy who has his YouTube channel. He's like featured on Kate. He's a New York realtor that does like penthouse. Okay. I don't remember, but I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But he, uh, he was like, it's 2020. It's the start of a new decade. This is going to be a big year. (laughs) And it was like all downhill. Right after that. Right after after he posted that video. Yeah. Um, I think the reason why, well, yeah, it feels good to be like, oh, it's a new year. I don't know. There is something to that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also when it comes to this awful year and we think January 1st, like it's all going to be different. I don't know if we're just putting it off, like wanting to do something different, you know. But I do understand like the whole psychological aspect to a new year. Yeah. A fresh start. Yeah. Wipe the slate clean. That everything that happened was in that old year. It's in mm-hmm. the past. And I think it's a good way to like almost measure where you were January first mm-hmm. to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So like I get it, but it's also like it's still we're still living in the same world as we were in twenty twenty. Yeah. January first, twenty twenty one. But and wasting 16 or 15 days from the time that we're recording this just because you're like, oh, the year's shot. Let's just bear it and or endure it until the new year. Yeah. It's like there's still plenty of living that we can do and plenty of things that we can be productive on. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it's just something to think about. I don't know. Yeah. Not that that matters because by the time everyone's listening to this, it's going to be 2021. Yeah. So, so you probably already have your New Year's resolutions. Hopefully you didn't just endure the last couple days of December. Yeah. Hopefully it was. Well, that's what's nice about the holidays, right? Oh, yeah. I you know, you you're almost, you're almost, out. yeah, you're almost there, but like you, you know, you have some vacation time. Yep. Before the new year. Yep. Um, so speaking of New Year's resolutions, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? I mean, I think that it is a good time for self-evaluation. And self-evaluation generally is accompanied by new goals. So it's it's a it's a logical time to do it, but I think if that's the only time of the year that you evaluate your progress then you're probably not going to make much progress because you need, and we'll talk a little bit about this in the episode, but you need to constantly be reviewing your goals and tracking how much closer you're getting to them in in order to to really keep that, I guess, fire for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you think of any business structure, your life isn't a business, but there's some good principles in businesses Mm -hmm. like they they don't check in once a year Mm -hmm. you know they check in quarterly 
-hmm. and they check in i don't know what i mean sales teams check in every day sometimes hourly (laughs) yeah (laughs) well not at the very least daily so on like bigger things yeah and then every month you'll have a sales recap of the month before and you'll project where you need to hit you know to, to pace correctly for the you know the quarter target or the the month target or the annual target so yeah if only we could do that with our lives you know if we set a time one day a month where we just checked in and we're like i don't know there can be a structure to goals to where you can hit a quarterly goal and then you know Mm -hmm. progressively have that goal grow to your end goal um, but if we had that structure of like checking in monthly, mm-hmm. I feel like we'd be doing really well. Yeah, I think there are. <laughs> I think there are people, unicorns that do that. Oh, I think with so their too. lives, yeah. and they are very high achieving people. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not so weird. Maybe it's not so out there. It's just something that really effective people do, and the rest of us are just like, oh man, I wish I could be that disciplined, but I think we can't. Well, make it a part of your identity. I am a disciplined person. I am a disciplined person. I self-evaluate weekly. Yeah. Maybe we should make a goal to check in on our goals once a month. No, I, I, I feel like I've been good about that at certain times and then I've slacked off because it does require discipline. It's not... Goals are really fun when you're setting them initially. Yeah. But then as you get into them, like, and the work starts, you don't want to, you don't want to set back and like have to get into the minutia of, oh, how close am I tracking metrics and, and just keeping diligent records. It's, it's hard. And that's why people don't do it. But it's so important for really measuring your progress. So what does minutia mean? Minutia is like the the monotonous little uh, particles of a um, of a larger thing. Okay. Well, if, yeah. I've never heard that word in my life. I've never actually looked up the definition. I feel like a lot of the words that I know, I just know through context, and so I don't. I've never really read like the definition of them, but that's the way that I understand it. It sounds right in that sentence. Okay. Yeah, but, okay, back to, it's just an interesting sounding word. I never heard it, yeah. but I get, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in New Year's resolutions? Um, I, I don't think I've ever successfully, like, fulfilled and com- accomplished a, a New Year's resolution mm-hmm. that I've made. I don't even think I've ever made one, and, unless it was just, like, something that was, like, oh, I'd like to do this. You mm-hmm. know, it was nothing that I was, nothing that I was super dedicated towards. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I believe in it because I've never tested it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's possible. And obviously people have accomplished their goals that they've set as New Year's resolutions. Um, but I have never successfully done it. I think it's an approach issue after what we learned in this research. No, I think so too. I think this year might be different for you. No, I already, I'll, I'll tell you more about it later, but I already have thoughts on what I want to do this coming year. 
Nice. So why do you think that New Year's resolutions fail? I think that it comes down to, again, the excitement that comes with the initial, it's a new year, it's a fresh slate. Things are going to be different. And then two weeks in, it's not fun to do the work. And so people just fall off. I fall. I've done it many times. Um, But I think that one of the best things for continuing to, because you need, you need that sort of motivation, that feeling of excitement towards getting the goal, even when you're tired or even when it's not as exciting as it was at the beginning. And I think the only way to do that is evaluation. So constantly reminding yourself of it. And Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. We're going to be talking a lot. We're going to be talking a lot about Tony Robbins. um, Sorry. Today, because Tony Robbins is the king at helping people rewire their behavior. And especially when it comes to goal setting and following through. Um, But yeah, he talks a lot about you need, most people are not specific. They're they're just very vague. I want to get fit this year. Like, okay, well, what does that, what does fit mean? Like, does that mean you want to be fit enough to climb the stairs without passing out? Or does that mean like you want to, you know, be as fit as an Olympic athlete? Like there's a huge spectrum there. And most of the time we don't really take the time to define what it is that we want because that takes work and we don't like to write things out or, you know, really have to put in the thought. And the more that we do, the more committed we become to fulfilling them. Yeah, it's almost like if we think through it that much, we're committing to it. Mm-hmm. We have to do it. Yeah. And it almost gets scary at that point. It's uh, like, oh, no, now I like really have to do this. Yeah, it gets real. Yeah. But that's the only way to create the necessary excitement for it that when you go back and, and he talks about reviewing it daily. So finding some way to, I think he has like an, what he calls an hour of power or just some, some setting aside some time each day to focus on whatever it is you're working towards um, and focusing on not just, you know, it's it, the thing itself, but the, the little wins that you're having or really the reasons why you want it. So reviewing that why is the fuel to kind of keep yourself pushing towards it. And it keeps it at the forefront of your mind Mm. like you are constantly reviewing it Mm. so i don't know you're just like never slipping on it Mm -hmm. yeah and something else that he he notes a lot that i really like is the definition of decision because the, the word decision is in the definition of the word resolution and so the definition of resolution, a firm decision to do or not do something, right? Um, the definition of decision comes from the Latin day, which is off, and cadere, which is to cut. So it's either it's, it's to cut away or to cut off. So if we think of a, making a decision as to cut away that bad habit or, or to, you know, to slice away that thing that we are chained to or that we don't want to give up, um, that I think that kind of changes the way that we, we look at it. And you have to be specific. What exactly are you cutting away in order for that to really have that effect? So in this, in this talk that we listened to, um, Tony Robbins talks about you always get your musts 
but you rarely get your shoulds. Those things, oh, I should lose weight. I should, you know, whatever. Um, so what, I guess, what are some of your shoulds um, and what are some of your musts? Well, if you're talking about shoulds and musts, I shouldn't really have any shoulds, right? They should all be musts. They should all are be you musts, saying, but just are currently. You saying currently. Yeah. What my shoulds are that should be musts? The things, that, yeah. Shoulds, by definition, are things that you would like to be musts or that you just really are never going to care that much about and they're never going to become musts for you. Like for me, for example, I know that I should wake up at six every morning, regardless of what time I go to bed. But in my mind, slightly subconscious, but if I go to bed after 11, then I just want, I know that I won't wake up at six. Sometimes I will, but it's rare. And so turning that should into a must would be big for me. The one that comes to my mind, at least right now, the last couple weeks, and it kind of relates to yours, but I should go to bed earlier. I have such a hard time going to bed early because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just like, oh, well, I can do more things. Like baby's still asleep. I'm, I have this free time. It's like I could do it in the morning, but why don't I just do it tonight? Mm-hmm. And then I am tired in the morning. Like Remy is pretty he's on a pretty good schedule where he wakes up anytime from like seven to seven thirty. So I know I'm going to be up at that time. It's not like I can, Oh, get it done at night and then sleep in. Like, so I know I'm going to be up at seven, seven thirty. I need to get to bed earlier. So I'm up before him. So I'm not like waking up to him, which is fine, but it's just a little bit better when I, I have some time to myself in the morning before he wakes up. So kind of on the same note as yours, but I'm sure I'm going to think of other ones mm-hmm. later on because I'm sure there's lots of things, but they're just not coming to me right now. Mm-hmm. But that is, that is one that I know should be a must. Yeah. Okay. And now to think about musts, like for me, I must try to make as many prospecting calls so calling cold calls on businesses which is the least favorite part of my day i must try to do those in one big block before the rest of the day starts whereas some people like to space it out i always have to try and get as big of a block of it done in one go as i can it's always a must for me yeah yeah i when i'm thinking about my must like i think about like i have to feed Remy and I, I must go to the grocery store, you know, like those things. Yeah. But then if I really think about it, I must do something every day to help my, like my Instagram and some other things that I'm trying to do. Like I have to do something every day for those things. And I heard something I don't remember it was years ago but it was like if you do something I was starting a blog when I first started my blog it's like if you do something every day for your blog like there's no way that there won't be progression Mm -hmm. so that kind of stuck with me and now it's like if I don't do something for my 
businesses, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I had a productive day. Because I, I don't know, I just feel like I'm slacking a little bit. Yeah. Um, but even if it's just the littlest thing, you know, like it doesn't need to be like eight hours of work, mm-hmm. you know, like I just have to do something or else I feel like I'm not progressing those things that I'm really passionate about. Yeah. I, I feel the same way with like computer programming, like learning. I have to get in a little bit of it every day. Because I know that those little, if you just do a little bit every day, then the effect will compound. Yeah. But if you only do one or two times a week, it just, you, you're not sharp when you're getting back into it. And so you spend half the time kind of trying to remember what you learned the previous time. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, that, that compounding effect that happens when you do every day and you're consistent, I think is, it can't be overstated as far as how important that is. And that's definitely a must for me. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point when it comes to starting New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Like January 1st, you don't need to be a different person. Mm-hmm. And Tony Robbins says, better than change is progression. Like we're not happy when we change. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could say, like, even when we reach our goals, like, yeah, we will we'll be happy for a little bit, but we're not going to just want to stay there. Mm -hmm. Like we are happy when we are continually progressing. And I know that I have felt that in my own life. I felt the happiest when I've looked back and I'm like, wow, like I really did something for myself Mm -hmm. to progress myself. And even if it didn't show in the little moments, like throughout time, it's compounded. And because here's the thing, change, if we're talking about change and we're talking about progression, like things are going to change. Mm-hmm. And Tony Robbins says this, like things will change. The weather will change. Our bodies will change. Um, relationships will change. You know, like things are always going to change. Mm-hmm. But whether they're progressing or not is what's going to bring us happiness. Yeah, and also we we get the things that are musts for us. We always get something else that he mentions that is we always get what we think we deserve. So we always achieve the level of whatever our our standards are or whatever our identity tells us we deserve. And so that part of the 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 progression is changing your standards. So changing what you see yourself as deserving. And I think that's pretty hard for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, he talked about the story of uh, he went to the circus and he saw this elephant. And I think I've heard this elsewhere as well. But there was this elephant that was um, t- had a rope around its neck and it was a circus elephant. Had a rope around its neck. It wasn't tight or anything, but the rope was just hanging around its neck. And then the rope was also attached to a stake in the ground. And like the, the elephant easily could have just ripped the stake out and walked away like there was nothing keeping it there but what what they do or what they did it's kind of cruel and i think they probably stopped the practice but what they did was when the elephant was little they would put the rope around his neck and stake the rope into the ground and it was too strong for or or the elephant wasn't strong enough to pull it out and so eventually it just gave up and so as it grows up they don't need to do anything else to keep it from running away because it's had that ingrained in it since it was a baby that, Oh, the stake is in the ground when the rope is around my neck. I can't leave. I can't get away. And I think that's the way that we are with a lot of our standards 
where we've failed at something in the past. And so we've just accepted that I can't change or I can't progress beyond this. This is my limit. And so we don't even try. But that's not taking into account all of the growth that we've had. And so it's always good to continue to try to push those those boundaries and get, you know, keep trying, keep setting those goals, even if you failed last time, because you will get stronger each time. Yeah. And I think another phrase that limits us is that's who I am. Mm -hmm. I think that's so incredibly limiting. (laughs) Where can I speak? That's so incredibly limiting, limiting. Mm -hmm. Because if we just stick to, oh, that's just who I am. Like, how are we going to get any farther than that? Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've hit the end of the road, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it. That's who I am. And I think that's false. So kind of diving into that a little bit more, can you think of any experiences that sort of helped you define the way that you see yourself? Um, I think that we do that throughout our life. You know, we're continually doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 2020 was a, a staple year for me. I've, I, and I think a lot of it comes from having Remy. Like I, before having Remy, I don't know. I just, I wasn't a different person, but like my habits were different mm-hmm. and I wasn't as, I wasn't as good with my time mm-hmm. now that it's a lot more limited, mm-hmm. um, having a baby. So, you know, you have a, a kid and things just things just automatically change. Mm-hmm. And I think any parent would agree with that. So 2020 has definitely been a staple for me in understanding my potential. I don't think I've reached my potential, mm-hmm. but I I think I've got an idea of things that I have more confidence in things that I can accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited having Remy and having this identity, just figuring out who I am. It's made me excited for, for the future and like realizing like there's a lot of growth that can happen still. And I don't know. I'm just excited to see, see where it takes me if I continue this momentum. Yeah. And I think that's good because Obviously, you hear sometimes where you know women feel like they don't have an identity, and then motherhood becomes their only identity, and so which I think, is fine. Well, yeah, which is fine, um, but I think it's good, obviously, to have that balance of that becoming a mother also enhances your identity of your ability to just you know achieve other hard things too. Yeah, I think that's what it's definitely done for me. Yeah, for sure. The thing that I always back on as far as my sort of defining moments that helped me raise my standards was the the summer that I was selling door to door and I sold 300 which was a, a really lofty goal and it was the first time that I set a goal that I did not believe I would be able to achieve and then I hit it and that was something that for me was a huge it just it it made that click and i think a lot of times people think that there's just there's something that they've struggled with for years and they just feel like they're never going to get over that hurdle and it's just always going to be something that they're going to live at the level that they're at with this you know with regard to whatever it is 
Um, but I think that we're always capable of breaking that. And the only reason that I know that is because of that experience that I, I you literally thought, yeah, I, I thought there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this, but I'm going to set the goal and I'm going to work towards it every day, just a little bit at a time. And I'm going to stay diligent to it all summer long. Thing that changed on a daily basis was normally when I got my first sale, I would get kind of nervous. Cause like, I don't even know why. I just get nervous. I'm like, oh, now I ha- now the pressure's on. Now I have to go prove myself. Now I have to go do something big. But I stopped fearing that. Like I just told myself, no, I'm, if I get one sale, that means I can get another one. And I can just keep going. And I don't need to be afraid of my limits. Like, and, and for whatever reason, just making that small change of one sale doesn't mean my day is over. One sale means my day is just beginning. Um, and just having that sort of growth abundance mindset um, really helped me to just kind of make that switch. But I remember when you did that, you visualized it. Mm-hmm. Like you had the pyramid on yeah. drawn out on hanging on our wall. Yep. And when you came home, you would like, you knew how many one days you had, you knew how many three yeah. days you had, five days you had, like you had it all mapped out. Yeah. And that's, that is a super great, sales tool and i think it's probably applicable for other things too but i just can't think of what other applications there would be but essentially what she, what she's describing is um it's it's called a, a, a sales pyramid and you write out you put a triangle and at the top of the triangle in the smallest space you basically block off different different spaces for the number of days you have to hit a goal and then in each one of those spaces, so at the top where it's really narrow, you put like a 10 because selling 10 accounts in one day in the industry I was in was very rare, um, at least for me. And then at the bottom, you have like ones. So you have a ton of one days that you can hit, ton of two days, slightly less three days, slightly less four days, so on and so forth. And each day that you make a sale, even if you only make one, you get to come home at the end of the day and cross off that one. And it just makes you, it, it's a visual way to see I'm getting one step closer. And then if you manage to get one of those 10 days, it doesn't matter when it comes, you get to cross that one off and you're like, okay, the monkey's off my back because I got my big one out of the way. Yeah. And so yeah, that, that helped a ton. And really what it was in principle was visualization and constantly, like Tony Robbins says, constantly reviewing your progress every day. And I think there's, there's other ways that we can do that with goals that aren't so, um, quantifiable as a sales target yeah you had that hanging up in our trailer yeah when we lived in our trailer we lived in a trailer which is a story in and of itself yeah and it wasn't just any trailer it was probably the coolest trailer we've ever seen yeah we were pretty lucky with that yeah with that trailer yeah we loved it that was a good time that was probably moving out of that trailer was harder for me than moving out of (sighs) our our last house (laughs) me too but I also think I had a lot of, um, just when I was pregnant, I was so sick and I had all those feelings attached to that townhouse. <laughs> so maybe that's, that's what it was, but I don't know. I love that trailer. Yeah. It was a great time. So something else that Tony Robbins talks a lot about in this talk is, and we've already touched on standards, obviously, but standards and rituals. So. If you're thinking about standards, generally that's that's what you know you see yourself as. It's what you you're 
self-identity is based on, your standards. Um, so like your economic standards might be that you pay your bills on time or that you don't go into debt or that you never live beyond your means. Um, or a standard about your relationship with your spouse might be that you always make them feel loved or you never go to bed angry with each other. So those are standards. But the interesting thing that I think is really helpful with the way that he explains this and how it relates to you know resolutions or, or, or progress in general is rituals will always determine what your standards are. And when he's talking about rituals, essentially what he's talking about are that they're the tiny building blocks or the things that you do that make up the standards that you have and then eventually the, the way that you see yourself. Um, and so, for example, going back to like the economic example, if your standard is to live within your means, then you probably track your spending, right? Because if you don't, then you really don't know if you're living within your means and people who don't track generally live above their means. Um, and that's their standard is that they don't really care or they, they'd like to care, but it's just a should for them. It's not a must. Um, and then another, like going back to the spouse, if you, you say your standard is to make your spouse feel loved, but your ritual for when you get home from work is to scroll through your social media or immediately turn on the news, it's going to make your ability to fulfill that standard or live up to that standard difficult because you're always distracted or you're starting off your time with your spouse distracted and it makes it harder to then refocus later. So it's definitely true that standards and rituals work hand in hand. Mm -hmm. We have a little interactive activity for you guys, which is something that we do quite often. What we want you guys to do, and you can do this now, you can do this later when, if you're not able to do this now, take out a piece of paper or take out your notes in your phone. And we want you to write down your most important standards for these following topics. And I think these topics pretty much cover everything. Your whole life. <laughs> yeah, everything. So first topic is family. Second is spiritual. Third is economic. Fourth is health. And five is relating to service or being a good citizen. And these, when you're writing out these standards, they're not standards that you want to have. Like, these are just the standards that you have at your current, in the current moment. So, look at all those standards that you have for those five topics and really evaluate them and see where maybe some fall short or some where you're doing great at. Maybe you want to just, just really evaluate them. And for the last thing, Justin, do you want to explain the last thing that they do? Sure. So once you've evaluated your standards or you've, you've kind of written them out and pick the ones that you want to do better at and then write out the rituals that you have relating to or that make up that standard. So again, to give the example of if you want a really great relationship with your spouse or you want to have a closeness or, or you want to talk about things together but your ritual is to come home and scroll on social media or, or look at the news, that's something that's preventing you from reaching that standard. And so write out the rituals that are leading to the current standard that you have, and then take some time and write out the rituals that you would need to have to reach the ideal, the standard that you're wanting to reach. 
don't be afraid to be honest with yourself because that's that's the most important obviously piece of self-evaluation is really taking a hard unflinching look at yourself which i think we as humans struggle with but trying to be honest in your evaluation as well as in your evaluation of your rituals i think will be helpful in helping you to to figure out exactly what you need to do to change and that's kind of going to form the basis for your new year's resolution yeah this is a good a good place to start if you just are maybe i don't know you don't have to have a new year's resolution but if you're kind of in the area of like oh i'm i don't feel super committed but i want something to change yeah try this out and see how it goes for you to end the podcast the last thing we wanted to talk about was going over what we want to do our resolutions for 2021 so i don't think i haven't like gone through the process of writing everything out yet but what i want to do is i have a lot of they're not little but like i have a lot of things that i want to do mm-hmm. and i think that's just my natural personality is i'm kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and because i am that way my new year's resolution is to be more focused two aspects of being focused. I want to be more focused in my time, like daily, but I also want to be more focused on the tasks that I want to accomplish or like I want my my side hustles if you could call them. I want them to be more I want to visualize them a lot better mm-hmm. and know where I want to be in 3 months and 6 months and you know, like plan out exactly what I need, where I want to be in that time and exactly what I need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. Cause I, this, especially this podcast, like Justin is really good at doing this. So for this podcast, like we already have all that stuff set out. We have where we want to be in three months, what we want to do in six months, you know, like we have that stuff written out and I just want to have that for these other things that I want to do with my videography and my Instagram and other things that that I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned that because the thing that I want to work on, because I feel like when I'm planning things with you, like either for your Instagram or for the, the podcast or, um, you know, financial goals that we have together or whatnot, I feel like I'm, you're like a check for me to, to make me be a little bit more realistic with timelines. Because when I set like my own private goals and my own private like timelines for when I want to accomplish them by I always overshoot like what I'm what's realistic to accomplish it in like the time frame that I give myself thing that I actually want to work on is setting more realistic and I've been working on this but I want to continue to work on it setting more realistic timelines so instead of like I have this, what I call my bucket list of apps that I want to be able to build or um, courses in computer programming that I want to have completed by such and such time. And I've, I've given myself like six months to learn like two programming languages and build two apps, which I don't really know very much about programming still. So that's like a very audacious goal. Um, and so I want to basically get to the point where I can accurately estimate when something will be accomplished. And I think that even trickles down to like when I tell you that I'm going to be done with something because you're always asking me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
you can attest to this. That's a perfect example. I, I'm not very good at being realistic with, with the time frames that I give myself to complete tasks. For example, hey, Justin, when are you going to be home? He'll say 10 minutes. I know it's going to be around 30, maybe a little bit longer. And I know that too. But, but you can't accept it. I'm trying. I am working on it. But yes, it is a struggle for me because in my mind, I always think that I can do more in less time. And I've proven for years now that that's not true. And I know (laughs) it will never be true. But for some reason in my mind, I just can't accept it. And so I'm working on accepting it. That's my goal for 2021. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so we definitely have some homework to do as well. I think we have a good base of what we want. We just really need to visualize it more. And I'm excited to visualize it. Like really just nail it down, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's such a relief to do that. It's like, oh, you know, like all that fog of like, oh, these are the things that I want to accomplish. Like, how am I going to do it? You know, like it just seems so daunting. But then when you actually write it down and you see it and you're like, oh, okay, I, all I have to do this week is achieve this or this month is achieve this. And it may not be the master goal, but it's getting you there. Yeah. You know, so it's, it just relieves a lot of stress, I yeah. would say. Yeah. I think if you, if you just carry things around in your head, one, you're probably never going to accomplish them, but two, it's just a, it's a stressful way to live. Mm-hmm. Like it just lives in your head and you're like, oh, I, I could forget this anytime. So I better just focus on it. And it just limits what you're able to, to really accomplish because you spend half your energy just remembering the thing that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And so if you write it out and again, Tony Robbins always stresses, be very specific about exactly what you want and why you want it and then review it every day. So finding some time to check in on it. But I think if you can, if, if we can all master that process of just checking in and, you know, that the checking in will be easier if you don't cheat or you don't skip steps at the beginning where you really define it. And I think that's where it'll be easy to, easier to stick with it along the way. I'm excited for 2021. Me too. I think it's going to be, well, I really don't, I don't know what kind of year it's going to be, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We thought 2020 was going to be. Fantastic. <laughs> Turned out to be none other than chaos. Yeah, pretty much. Complete chaos. I don't know. I'm hopeful for 2021. I think it's going to be a really great year. Um, being optimistic, staying positive, all those things, all those good things. Going to bed earlier. Going to bed earlier, waking up earlier. Been saying it for years. Haven't this we year all? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Gonna get, gonna work out every day. Gonna make every day productive. Okay, now you're just, <laughs> now you're just getting unrealistic. Unrealistic. The thing is, I like one thing that I look back on, and I'm like, like there's no, it's undeniable that I've changed. Is I waking up at seven seven thirty? Yeah. Before having Remy, like unimaginable. Yeah, and if heaven forbid you did have to wake up, I would be a monster troll (laughs) heaven help the person that had to come across your path (laughs) you every morning me (laughs) it's still bad speaking of improvement still not great (laughs) 
Like, I still have to get ready in the dark because we don't have a door across our, I guess, bathroom area. I'm, okay, I'm not a morning person. I'm not the devil. You're a completely different person okay, in the morning. Okay, you're being dramatic. <laughs> okay, you can work on that. I'm going to film you so that you see who you are because I think <laughs> that your perception of who you are and the reality that I experience on a morning, a day-by-day basis two completely different things oh my gosh i have to tiptoe you okay yes share, you should share on your instagram the link to that that tiktok about the guy who talks about the things he needs to change where yeah. he woke his wife up because he opened his eyelids too too loud too, that's me that's my life it's only me when i'm tired okay yeah i'm not like that every minute of the you're day you're great you're a wonderful person once you've woken up yeah but that person in between sleep Ashley and fully awake Ashley is just a completely different or just like even at night if I'm super tired I don't know I'm just not a great person when I when I'm tired yeah, we can work on that. anyway okay <laughs> I am awesome <laughs> okay well we always end the podcast saying the same thing on that note is there any is there we should have like a signature goodbye we'll come up with it we'll think about but it. I guess for now it's just going to be on that note we'll see you guys on the next podcast have a great week welcome to 2021